Welcome back, everyone. Four Wins in June here. We have Corey and Dano. We're both wear, repping our, our gear. We have the Jordan Poole Michigan jersey. Yeah, it's uh, it's New Jersey for Dana, and it looks I it, I guess. Um, I'm rocking my Grant Williams jersey. Got to rep him, even though it was a painful game last night, but we'll get into that later. But, so we're kind of repping the, you know, the underdogs, kind of like the, yeah. not the face of the franchise players. The role players, kind of. Because that's who we are. We're yeah. true fans. You, know? you got to, you, if you just rep the superstar, you're basic, you know. Got to rep your boys. Yeah. Even and, though they suck sometimes. Yeah. Even though they break your heart and cause you a lot of pain, you got to love them. Well, yeah. Let's just get right into that. The Celtics <sighs> last night playing the Cavs on a back-to-back. Yeah. Tough. Tough game. You have the the Knicks and then the Cavs. Yep. No Tatum, no no Big Al getting those corner threes. But let's just go right into what it's, happened at the end there with Grant. It's Williams. been a brutal brutal stretch. First, you got the Celtics blowing the twenty eight point lead to the uh, Nets on Friday, and that was painful. And then you got the Knicks on Sunday blowing that fifteen point lead and then double overtime heartbreak. And then you got today uh, the going against the Cavs with. Grant missing those two free throws on the stretch. It was just, it's been a painful experience over the weekend for me, but I'm confident they correct the ship. Um, obviously, you want to talk about Grant's free throws. I can't really blame him for missing them, honestly. Like that pressure that must he must have felt to shoot those two free throws. Game on the line. Cleveland was going crazy. Gotta give credit to Cleveland fans. They were rowdy. They were getting lit. They and did exactly what they needed to do. Donovan Mitchell got in his head. Uh, Grant. I blame honestly. I blame Celtics Twitter. Celtics Twitter has been on Grant's head recently because he hasn't been playing that well. And I think Grant had a fantastic game before that. Actually, I think he played really well. Played some great defense. Was four for four from three before that. Uh, shot the ball without thinking. Was playing really good. Really fluid motions. And it just pains that he did that. He missed those two free throws because I was ready to defend him and roast all the haters. But it just, it just didn't fall. And then went to OT, and, and the boys are just tired. Jalen Brown had played like 80 minutes of basketball between the last in the two days, so he's got to be gassed. We didn't have Tatum or Horford or any of them, so it was just a hard game, brutal ending, but I'm confident they'll bounce back. Yeah, hopefully they do because um, they're kind of losing some ground in the first seed, but literally does seeding matter? We'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, but we want to recap some of the other games. We had Steph return on Mon- or on Sunday in L.A. against A.D. and the Lakers. And he he struggled at the beginning, kind of rusty, but in the fourth quarter he was popping off. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if there was a little more time, they would have you know, yeah. pulled it out. But I have to give credit to A.D. He's really taken over that Lakers team when LeBron has gone out. And we were saying before that if the Lakers don't make the play-in or the playoffs um, with A.D., then that's kind of a failure as well because you yeah. have – you have a great player in AD on your team, you should still make the play-in. Yeah. I tuned into the Warriors-Lakers game around halftime, um, and I got to see Steph when he was playing well. And it was really good to see it, but like I said before, they, they lose to Steph, so my offer of Marcus Smart and a bag of chips is still available. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I agree with the AD comment. Um, he's When he's healthy, he's a top 15 player in the league, probably top 10 if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, so they really have no excuses there. And also – I think it was Kevin Garnett was talking to Paul Pierce about this. I think I sent you that clip yeah. where it was like the Lakers are using this time with LeBron out to kind of judge if they can move forward with AD after this. Because if they don't make the playoffs, I think it's almost guaranteed that they move off AD this summer. They try and flip him because obviously if AD can't lead this team to the plan, 
Like, obviously, he isn't a franchise player at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of the things that need to figure out if they don't make the play in yeah. uh, this offseason. Um, but uh, we also had the classic uh, Suns and Mavericks kind of rematch of the playoffs, which was so fun to watch last year. But now you have an added, uh, you know, two players, Kyrie and KD, going at it. And it was a yeah. good game. Um, the bench for the Mavericks really stepped up and made it a good game, even though Luka and Kyrie weren't at their best. Uh, it's kind of scary. Honestly, the Suns, all their stop, top players, except for Chris Paul, I guess, played really well, mm-hmm. and it was still close. Yeah, it was. the Mavericks definitely didn't play well. I think they played, honestly, worse in the first half, and they were winning. But then Devin Booker caught fire. But honestly, I think the only reason I did is because Kevin Durant is that guy. Oh, yeah. He is so good. Um, I think he'll will the Suns to win many games, but I don't think him alone is enough to carry that team far. But it was a great win for the Suns. I didn't really like Devin Booker and, and chirping at the end. When you're down the whole game and then you go up for the last three seconds, like it's like Lucas said, don't wait till the last 30 seconds to talk. Exactly. Like back up with your game. Um, you're really shy when you're down, and it's it's just fake. Yeah, yeah, and that's always been Booker. He's always done that, you know, with the with Clay too. It's mm-hmm. like when they're up, and all Clay has to do is point to his four fingers. Yeah. But um, yeah, Booker's always kind of been like that. Luke and Booker again, kind of getting into mm-hmm. it after in the postseason, getting into yeah. it. You know, they always talk when they up. Uh, you know, you don't want to piss off Luca. That's yeah. what we've we've found out in the past because um, mm-hmm. if you piss off Booker I don't really know I don't really see I don't know. Booker's loss has like appealed to me ever since Chris Paul's come to town because like when he was on those bad Suns teams like he was humble he was fun to watch he was just shifty he was doing his most and then Chris Paul he's just got cocky and then when he's not winning he's just a little petty yeah, and it's like, what do you have to back you up? Yeah, it's it's not fun to watch anymore. I want him to go back to the when the Suns suck Booker. That was the fun Booker to watch. That was because he had really nothing to lose. So yeah, when he was dropping seventy in a loss, like he still he still cooked the Celtics. Yeah, he lost, but he had fun playing. Now he'll drop forty and act all tough when it's like, all right, cool. It's like, well, what did you do? I like just some you didn't points. even have that good of a game. You're not you're not winning. So maybe when you win a championship, then you could talk, but. Until then, uh, even if you win this year, you're going to be with Durant. So, you, you know, can't win on yeah, your own. They only have one all-star, the according to book. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, last night we had a classic Scott Foster moment. We we would be uh, remiss if we didn't mention it. Uh, yep. He was a quick tee to, to Scotty Barnes at the end of that Nuggets-Raptors game. Yeah. Scott Foster and Tony Brothers are menaces. Got Scott Foster uh, teeing up. Uh, Scotty Barnes was just talking to himself. Like, the clip was crazy. He didn't even, like, wasn't even looking at Scott Foster. Next thing you know, he was ejected in a pivotal game. I think it was a one-point game at that point and basically gave the Nuggets the win. And then Tony Brothers, the same thing. It was, if you guys go watch that, there's a clip where at the end of regulation, Donovan Mitchell drove to the lane with down two, and they called a foul on Grant Williams when he just he jumped straight up. And he may have bumped him a little bit, but like it's his hands are straight up. It was good defense, game on the line. You don't call those fouls. Yeah, like that's inexcusable. And then the, they had the nerve. The Celtics challenged it, and Tony Brothers looked to the monitor and said, "No, nah, we're keeping it." Like, no, you don't call that foul. Game on the line with a game that close, you swallow your whistle and you let the boys play, unless someone's like tackling them and playing football. But you let them play because that's what you want to watch. We want to watch star players hit clutch shots and not free throws. 
Exactly. Even yeah. though Grant can't hit free throws, but yeah, but this has been a problem this year with the league, um, with the ticky tack calls, with the officiating. It's gotten soft, and I hope in the playoffs things change. That's what everyone kind of says, like, oh, in the playoffs they let them play, but hopefully we can, you know, let them play now, uh, leading up to the playoffs, because yeah, that like be fun. But in my opinion, especially the playing now, like after All Star break, this is playoff basketball. Yeah, teams care now. They want to win, and they need to win because uh, this is a good transition to our next talking point is um, the seeding battle right now is heating up, and it's kind of getting more defined, but it's closer now than ever. So this is playoff basketball we're watching. Yeah, and we have all these teams in the West. It's jam-packed. Like, every game is going to matter, uh, especially when it's, you know, West on West. You know, you're playing in the same conference. Uh, you can make up those games. Um, but in the end, does seeding really matter? Uh, that's the question. I think it does with home court. That's the only thing I would say. Mm -hmm. Getting the home court throughout the playoffs is, like, really special, especially right now in the West, which focus on the Nuggets. If they get home court, you're going to have to be playing in the Mile High City. That's true. With that elevation. Um, Yeah, I think Denver's a special circumstance where, yes, Mile High City makes a complete difference. Some players just aren't ready to play there. And when you live in Denver, you're uh, there. Like, Dana and I both experienced this. When you're that high elevation, after a while you get used to it and you're kind of adapting to it. Um, but I think the thing that most people freak out about with seeding is that they're like, oh, we'll I be on game seven on the road if we don't get home court advantage. Like, don't let it get to game seven. Yeah. Win in six or less. You still have three home games before that. All you need to do is win one game on the road. And I don't think there's any champions who don't win road games. Maybe the Warriors, if they win it this year, because they kind of suck on the road. Yeah. But champions win on the road. Exactly. So don't let it get to game seven and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, home court advantage is a very useful asset. But I don't think it's as big of an issue as many people make it out to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. Especially, like, matchups-wise, too. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, being the top seed doesn't always guarantee you the easiest matchup. Yeah. Because uh, right now, like, if you're the Bucks, uh, and you're, you're in the one seed, you could potentially be facing, like, a maybe a Heat if they mm-hmm. drop that low or a Raptors team. Yeah. Which is kind of scarier. Than, it's a little uh, trap matchup. Than uh, Wizards or a Bulls. Uh, or or Bulls, yeah. And the same thing in the, the West. Or the Pacers. If, like you have, if you have the Nuggets atop. Uh, maybe the Lakers, you play them in the first round with yeah. LeBron coming back. Or you play, I don't know, if the Timberwolves drop down and then Cat comes back. I don't know. It's just, yes. It doesn't always guarantee you the best matchup. Yeah, and I look back to last year because a lot of people are pointing out like, oh, the Bucks didn't have home court advantage uh, against the Celtics, and that's why they lost Game 7 because Grant Williams hit all those threes because he was home and role players play better at homes. Yes, that's true, but also if you look back, the Bucks had a 3-2 lead going into Game 6 in Milwaukee, the ch- had all the momentum uh, in the world, and all they do is close out at home. And guess what? They let Jason Tatum drop 46 on their heads. So, like, they had the opportunity at home. And it's it would have been the same story if it was Game 7. Don't let Jason Tatum drop 46 on you at home. So, like, yes, it makes it matters, but you can't negate Games 1 through 6 and assume you're going to get to Game 7. Like, you need to win those games when they matter. And home court advantage is very useful, but... It's not everything. Yeah, exactly. And we saw it in the finals too, right? The Warriors yeah. was the first one. They lost home court advantage, but then they got it back. But they went in one, two road. games in Boston. You have to win on the road. That's the, the point of winning. Same thing with Luka and the Sun, like with the Suns, right? Game seven on the road. 
that didn't even matter. Home no. court didn't even matter. They lost by 50 or something. Exactly. That game was over in the first quarter. But, um, yeah, I'd agree. I, I don't think that seeding really matters these days. Yeah. Um, especially with the Warriors, um, their runs. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, like we see the Warriors who are probably going to maybe make the sixth seed, maybe fifth seed, depending on where they – it's so condensed that they could fall to the play-in. But I'm still, I'm still convinced if the Nuggets get the one seed and they have to play the Warriors in the first round, they're pooping their pants. Yeah. They're scared because they know they're an underdog. And I bet the betting favorites would favor the Warriors even though they're an eighth seed. Yeah. And so it's just things like that where I think it is valuable to try and get home court advantage. But you got to look at other things besides that and realize, okay, like do we have the matchup to win this? And can we close this down four? Can we close down five and get some rest? And uh, so we have the next series earlier and we can be more energized to play against them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it kind of tells a different story. And speaking of different stories, uh, recently stats have been telling a different story. Last night we had Jokic. He had a great game. Um, uh, it looked like he was shooting, what was it? It was like 70% or 60% from the field, 100% from three, and 100% from free throws. Um, that was like the headline stat. Yeah. But then you dive into it, and he was getting like seventeen points, yeah. thirteen rebounds, nine ass- or thirteen assists, yeah. nine rebounds, thirteen like rebounds, nine assists. Yeah. So he basically has a triple double on insane, um, and insane shooting splits. Did not miss from three and one hundred percent free throws. But like, you de- delve deeper into like seventeen points. That's yeah. like a role player's thirteen rebounds. Like, yeah, that's good. But like. You're a center. You can you can get that any day you want. And I assess is really good as well. But like Jokic standards are just kind of average. Mm-hmm. But then you look deeper in the stats, and he only took nine field goal attempts. You're the star player of the Denver Nuggets. You're an MVP candidate, probably a front runner MVP. And you're only taking nine shots. Yeah. Like yes, those stats look amazing on one end. But I want my MVP player to take more than nine shots. He only took one three pointer. That's why he shot 100 percent from three. It's because he shot once. Yeah. Like. I just I understand like stats are so important. I'm a stats major. I'm a stats guy. I live and breathe stats. But you got to look at more stats and just what's presented at you because they can, can tell a completely different story than what you're reading. Mm-hmm. For sure. And he was shooting sixty percent, and you're only shooting nine shots. It's like, uh, like duh, shoot some more. Like, yeah. If you're shooting that high of a clip, you're gonna keep shooting that high of a clip, and it's gonna be efficient. Exactly. And you're playing the Raptors, and you shouldn't need it to come down to Scott Foster calling a tech. Yeah. You should blow them out. The Raptors aren't a very good team. You're getting guarded by Jakob Pertl for the most part, or Pascal Siakam, which no disrespect to uh, Spicy P, but you're not but, a very good defender. Yeah, and no one can guard Jokic. Exactly. So, like, so, like, why is he getting nine field goal attempts in a game like that? Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic-looking game from the box score, but then you look deeper and you're like, it's not that good. Yeah, yeah. So stats can't tell you everything. That's why we uh, – the little free throw uh, or points minus free throws because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it tells a different story. So. Yeah, and sometimes, as our boy Kendrick Perkins said, you can be stat padding. We see Giannis take that to another level the other night against the Wizards. They had uh, pretty much clutched up the game. They were up by a certain amount. They were kind of dribbling out the clock. And Giannis was one rebound away from a triple-double. He goes up and fakes the layup and just to get that rebound to get the triple-double. But the league was watching. The they they saw it. And so the next day they come out and say they rescinded that rebound because in order for it to count, you have to attempt a real field goal, i.e. you have to try and make it. Mm-hmm. And so you're stuck with nine rebounds still, yeah. which I think is amazing. That was legendary. So shout out to the league for that one. Yeah, Adam Silver finally got one right. Yeah. And – 
you know, both are great players, Jokic and and Giannis. Um, it's really them to you know end up you know by the voters to see who who wins that. Um, but looking in the past, I don't think like we talked about last e- episode. You can't really look at the past. You have to look at this season, right? Yeah, so. it's a definitely a big storyline. But another big storyline we have that's nothing to do with stats is John Morant. He has been suspended from the Grizzlies indefinitely right now because of an incident on nightclub when he was waving a gun in the IG Live video. Which, first and foremost, why are you in a I- IG Live at the club after a game? Like that's your first issue. Um, I know. Yeah, either way, the gun is an issue like, too. You need to have more maturity in that. Um, why are you bring a gun in the nightclub? Why are you doing all that stuff? I think Stephen Adams was reported led a t- players only meeting where he called out John Morant for these actions, um, and it's just a maturity thing at this point. Like he needs to to step up and realize I'm the franchise guy. They're about to be paying me tons of money. Uh, this is there. A lot of people are relying on me to play good basketball, and now he's a possibility of getting suspended for 50 games. Yeah, apparently uh, one of the league rules is that if you are in possession of a gun. On the team plane, I don't know if it's anywhere else. I think it's like any team facility. So like any NBA team facility, um, it's automatic fifty game suspension. So the NBA is investigating along with the, the Colorado police, I believe. Yeah. Um, everyone's uh, in investigating this. Um, I really liked what Stephen A. said. Uh, he was shouting out uh, his to his dad, uh, saying that you're not his friend, you're his dad. Yeah. Um, you need to protect the asset. Because um, John Moran is a special talent. He's and talking about Jaw's dad, not Stephen A's dad. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes, T T Morant. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the people around him need to protect Jaw. Um, the people who he, he hangs out with and um, and you know that are on, a part of his team, they need to help him out. Um, the same thing with like LeBron and his people, like. Mm-hmm. LeBron and his like friends help him out. Yeah, LeBron like, detract from. LeBron. He does taco night with his wife and kids. Yeah, like that's his circle. Yeah, he is a family man. He does his thing. and He hoops, mm-hmm. and that's why he stays out of trouble. He's never gone suspended, and he's never been in any big press leaks or scandals or anything. He's just a family man. And another example is Damian Lillard, right? Mm-hmm. He's from Oakland, like from the hood. Quote, um, but he doesn't do that stuff. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't get involved in the wrong crowd, and that's where it can get – it can hurt you. And I think it's good that John ja Morant is getting this now because, yeah, he's a rising superstar. Like, he's a star right now, but, like, he's at the beginning of his yeah. his stardom. And so hopefully things can, like – he can figure things out, get the help he needs, um, turn this thing around because we love to watch him. Oh, yeah, he's electric. Yeah. He's one of the most fun players to watch. Um, with his almost dunks and his grittying everywhere, he's a great player. Um, a similar incident happened with Carmelo Anthony at the beginning of his career. He was kind of immature, and he wasn't really – he didn't have his head on straight, and da- he got suspended for a little bit, and he went to David Stern, and David Stern was pretty firm with him. Like, listen, bro, you got to shape up. You're in the league now. Like, Do you want to be in the NBA or not? If you want to be in the NBA, you have to shape up. Mm-hmm. And it's a business too. You have to remember that. Like there's rules to be in the business – it's not just like, oh, it's you, it's my body, I'm an athlete, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. No. Like, you are kind of contract, like, no, you are contractually obligated to follow these rules and to act in a certain way yeah. according to the league. And yeah. if not, the league has every right in their power 
to do whatever they want to, you yeah. know, punish you. It's a partnership. It's not that the, the Grizzlies are guaranteed to give you that money because they're, it's owed to you. It's They said, hey, if you agree to play basketball for us and you uh, do these things, we'll pay you this money because you're that valuable. So, like, you need to – it's a two-way street between them. So he needs to shape up a little bit and focus on basketball and get back to dunking on people. That's what yeah, we want to see. That's true. want to see all the smoke. But um, hopefully, hopefully Jock can figure it out soon. He's, I think he has one more game suspended until further notice. But yeah. It was only two games at first, but we'll see. Um, next, we want to highlight the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> kind of an enemy right now of the Celtics. They have their number right now. But the Knicks win streak is, what, ten. Ten? Ten in a row. Wow. So things are really turning around ever since they got Josh Hart on the trade deadline. Um, he says it's no coincidence, but the team's just playing hard. It looks like Emmanuel quickly stepped up. Fetching Emmanuel quickly, bro. Who who let this man play 55 minutes that game? Bro, Thibodeau runs his players. And this man, he was dancing all over the court, hitting some lucky shots, I swear. He's a good player. I really like Emmanuel quickly. He's speedy. He'll hit the floater, even though I'm not a big fan of the floater, as Dana knows. Yeah. I don't think it's a very good shot. But he hits those shots. He has fun. But, man, it's annoying when you're playing against. Yeah. And Julius Randle, too. Uh, I know Corey has said this. Kind of a hot take. You want to you wanna say it? Yeah, Julius Randle is just as dominant as Joel Embiid, but he doesn't get the same whistle. If Julius Randle got the whistle that Embiid gets, they'd be very similar players. Yeah, I bet he'd be averaging over 30. Yeah, I I guarantee that. So that's kind of interesting. I recently, you can't say anything bad about Julius Randle, his game. Yeah. He's just been on fire. He's had career highs in almost every stat this year. Uh, Jalen Brunson has really helped him go to another level. And now Josh Hart, who was scared to shoot on Portland, is now shooting like 60% from three on the Knicks. It's just they have everything clicking, but I don't know about you. I, I'm not that scared of them in the playoffs. Yeah, they I, would be an interesting matchup. If if they continue, continue this hot streak into the playoffs, yeah. then they would be scary. Right now they're the fifth seed, right? Uh, Yes. Fifth seed, so they would play the, the Cavs and the four. So it's like those te- both two teams are kind of scary. So either yeah. one. I mean, I, th- I look at it a lot like – Two years ago when the Knicks made the playoffs and they played the Hawks in the first round. And they like won game one and it was like, this is the year, we're coming. And then Trey Young shut them up. Yeah. Like they weren't a very good team. They didn't play very good basketball and they got exposed by Trey Young. And I think Dom and Mitchell and the Cavs will do a very similar thing if they match up in the first round of the playoffs. They could, yeah. They're, but they're both really good teams. The Knicks are so much better than they were last year. Um, just mm-hmm. with a couple pieces. But Yeah, got to give them the flowers, but... I'm not. I'm not scared. Yeah, no, they're they're not a championship. Now, if they ever if they beat the Celtics in the playoffs, you can come clip that, and and I'll never live it down. But I'm not scared of the Knicks. Yeah. Um, are you scared of uh, Bronny? <laughs> LeBron James, ever since he got hurt, has been active on Twitter. Uh, he has been tweeting out some things, including a a dream he played Michael Jordan in the men's championship game in college. Uh, it was North Carolina versus Duke, so I guess. Bronny, LeBron is a Dukey boy in his dreams. Yeah, I guess no more Ohio State. Yeah, it's, that. it's all about Duke and Chapel Hill. Um, but he was playing against MJ in his tie game, and, and then he woke up to use the bathroom before the game ended. Kind of weird, kind of interesting, but, you know, got, got a chuckle out of me, so I appreciate LeBron. We'll never know how it ended. <laughs> but then last week, last night he tweeted out, man, Bronny definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. That's lightweight hilarious. So – so I wonder who he was watching. Um, Grant Williams. 
Maybe. Maybe Grant. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know the game. Like, he has, you can watch any game. Yeah. If they were the NBA TV ones, like, with the Hawks and the the Heat or the Pelicans and the, yeah. the Kings. Because those, I mean, I'm, those games were good. Like, the Kings mm-hmm. blow them out and the Hawks and Heat were close. So I don't know. I don't know who he's watching. Yeah, uh, I don't know either. But I honestly don't think it's that bold of a claim to say Bronny's better than some players. There are some players who I don't think are very good. Yeah. And I think Bronny, who has an athletic freak and he can play really good basketball, he's a number nine ranked prospect right now in this draft class. And like, he has him some game. He can make a move or two. So it's not that crazy to say he's better than some players in the league. Yeah, I mean, better than some like bench players. Yeah, maybe. some two way guys who are playing like bench players on non playoff teams. Yeah, probably. like he he would probably be the third or fourth best player on like the Rockets right now. Yeah, I mean the only thing that that Bronny lacks is size, right? He's gonna have to fi- find a way to, to you know, get past that, like Steph Curry and Trey Young. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How, I haven't seen his shooting ability, but it's okay. I'm sure it's all right. So we'll have to see. But no, yeah, the talent is there. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. He'll be happens. a foundational piece on some rebuilding team when he gets drafted, and he'll be a good player. So yeah. it's not that crazy to say, hey, he's better than some of these guys I'm watching play because yeah. he's probably right. I mean, I think his his little brother is better, Bryce. He oh, yeah. certainly has some more upside Yeah, because um, of the frame. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Ho- hopefully, I, I think it would be fun to see LeBron and his son play. <laughs> like, I know he's been talking about that the whole time. but I mean, It's going to happen. It's leading up to it, and it's getting closer, and it would be fun just yeah. to see it. It definitely is. And speaking of LeBron and his team, the Lakers, um, there's two teams in LA, obviously the Lakers and the Clippers. And they're kind of have at similar but different seasons. The Clippers have done really well. They're a higher seed. But then they started losing games recently. And the Lakers were starting pretty bad. But they're starting to win games now. And so they're kind of like catching up to each other almost. So like which team has the better chance of winning a championship this year, do you think? The Lakers or the Clippers? Winning a championship. I mean, I don't think any of them, but um, I think the team that could go farther in the playoffs, if LeBron comes back, is the Lakers. Because I just think that they're kind of flipping the switch in the right direction where the Clippers, they're still trying to figure it out. Like, they got all these new pieces and they're like, what are we, what are we doing? Where the Lakers, they're getting these new pieces and they're like, wow, mm-hmm. this is working out better than it did. Yeah. So, honestly, the Lakers have the the fire right now they kind of have the momentum but we'll see i mean you can't really count out Kawhi because he's a finals mvp two times with different teams so yeah we'll see yeah i think that's a fair argument but if we're talking healthy i don't think you can really say anything against the clippers i think Kawhi has proven that in the playoffs he turns into a different beast and he's slowly been ramping up even though they've been losing games Kawhi's been playing some really good basketball oh, yeah paul george has been playing well Westbrook, even though they've been losing with him, has made decent basketball. He's done some good playmaking. It's um, egregious turnover from time to time, but um, he's playing okay. And then I think the Clippers win the depth battle tremendously. Now, if Tyron Luke can figure out the depth, I think it's they're light years ahead of the Clippers. I yeah. mean, the Lakers. But it's it's a seven man, eight man rotation, right in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers have those seven people. Um, the Clippers. They have more. They're just going to have to yeah. figure out who's going to play. what eight players that yeah. day are playing their best basketball. And Ty Lue has to figure out who's on the court. And right now, he hasn't. 
yeah, it's in kind of a mess for them in that sense. But I have faith that Ty Lue can figure it out. If anyone in the league can, it's him. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I would probably take the Clippers in a series. It would be fun to see them in the the uh, play in the play in. Oh, that would be Whew. that would be the play in game. All time play. I would. That would be crazy. That would be absolutely insane. But beggars can't be choosers. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know LeBron's history of the playing game, though. He uh, uh, saw three rims and just threw it in the middle one. Yes. <laughs> so he's pretty good in playing. <laughs> I was so lucky. Uh, <laughs> speaking of luck, Dano came through. We got one win in the betting. Yep. So now it's 8-4. to four. Halfway there, baby. Hopefully, can <laughs> Hopefully. he's on uh, two game win streaks. Now he's getting cocky. Oh, yeah. um, but we got a good slate of games. There's eight games today. I'm pretty sure. Um, all all fire games. So I'm excited to see what happens today. But you get the first pick. So go ahead. Let's go. The first game is Wizards. They're favorited nine at the Pistons. Uh, that's a lot of points on the road for the Wizards. They're kind of a mid team. Against the Pistons, they're kind of a tanking team. I think I'll go with the Pistons. I think they'll give it a good fight. Let's see. This was one of the hardest ones. I'm glad it was first, so you got to pick. Yeah. Um, the Wizards definitely could win by double digits, but that is a lot of points. This is the only thing that scares me. Nine is a lot. So we'll see. We'll see. But this, then this one is good. another one that's interesting is Bucks at Magic. It's at home in Orlando, um, and the Bucks are only minus two. And you may be asking, that's kind of crazy. The Magic aren't a good team. The Bucks are the best team in basketball right now. So why is it only minus two? It's because Giannis and Drew Holiday are out tonight, which is a shame. It would have been good fun to see them play. But they're both hurt. They're both taking a rest day, load management and all that probably. Um, but honestly... I got I know it bit me in the butt last time, but I gotta manifest it. I gotta take the magic here. He's gonna do it. They're at home. They're a good team. The Bucks are down the two All Stars. I gotta manifest it. Let's go, Magic. Speaking of existence, he's gonna believe in Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Next, we have the Sixers at the T Wolves. This is interesting too. I wonder if Harden and Embiid are out because the T Wolves are favored at two and a half. Uh, I don't think so. I'm gonna pick the Sixers. Um, if if Embiid and Harden aren't, I think Corey's looking it up real quick. But um, yeah, it just says that Harden's day to day, but um, it doesn't say anything about him playing or not. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's playing. I'll take the and Sixers. Embiid is not on it at all. So that's a good pick. I think I would probably would have gone the same thing. Um, but our next game is the the infamous Knicks. They got a home team game against the Hornets. They are 10-point favorites at home, which is crazy. But the Hornets just lost some of the ball, and it's on the road. Man, that's hard because I want to speak that in existence too. But I just – Come on, do it, Corey. I bet. I'll take the Hornets. (laughs) I'll take the Hornets. (laughs) Twist my arm, okay? (laughs) No, All right. We have two good ones for you. When the, when the Hornets win and break their streak, I'm going to be happy as I can be because that means I won the bet as well. That's true. That's true. Uh, next, we have the Nets. They're favored in seven against the Rockets. Uh, Brooklyn Bridges has been different recently. Big fan. I think, I think I'll take the Nets on this one. I mean, it is on the road, but it is Rockets. And, I mean, the Rockets can surprise you, but 
they can put up a lot of points or they can put up no points. So it's all about which Rockets show up. They are at home, so maybe they put up a lot of points. But um, like I said, Brooklyn Bridges, big fan. Uh, probably saw some because he's a beast. We'll see, we'll see. Then, oh, I get the Warriors game. Warriors are minus four at the Thunder on the road. Steph Curry recreated that infamous shot yesterday for all the Warriors fans to relive that moment and tell their kids about. Um, But Warriors, they get Steph Curry back. They just lost a brutal game to the Lakers on Sunday. I see no reason the Warriors don't win this. I'm going to take the Warriors. Yeah, that's an easy pick there, I think. Especially, you know, it's at OKC. And four points is a steal. We know what happens at OKC. <laughs> it's either bang-bang or Clay's going for 40 or something. That's only game six. <laughs> hey, but he did it against them recently. It's too. just crazy to me that the Nets can be minus seven at the Rockets, but the Warriors are only minus four. Like, yeah, yeah. So maybe they know something we don't. Maybe. But maybe I'll take that discount. The script. <laughs> Uh, next, we have the Jazz at the Mavs. Mavs are favorited nine. Um, this is a weird one, too, because you never know with the Jazz what they're going to do. Uh, but I'll take the Mavs. I think they're going to be pissed from the Suns, and I think Luka has a big game. It's against a mid-team, and he usually does have a big game. Yeah, Luka likes playing in some Jazz. A lot of players like playing in Jazz. Big game from Luka incoming. Probably big game from Kyrie as well. But then our last game of the night is the Grizzlies. Uh, at the Lakers, two of the most talked-about teams in basketball right now. There a lot of spotlights on these two teams, both down their best players. Um, but the, So the Grizzlies are only minus one still. They're still favored it on the road in Staples Center. So it's kind of surprising to see that with AD playing so well. I honestly think I'll take the Lakers, and I'll take that minus one. Who knows, maybe Shannon Sharp shows up. <laughs> That's true. That's a good pick. Uh, yeah, I think AD's rolling, and the Grizzlies are kind of – uh, confused right now at their team. So yeah. we'll see. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us today mm-hmm. on Four Wins in June. We had a lot to talk about, obviously, going on in the league. Um, next week we'll talk about you know how our bets went and yep. some other things as well. The league is ramping up. Games are getting more intense day by day, and there's always more to talk about. So tune in next time for some more crazy NBA action. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us on Four Wins in June. We'll see you next time.